families and welcome to the Kavasi Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Rovers are not yet in their beds. The sun has mostly gone down over the bunks and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today and this is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. And just in case you were wondering, the first full day of Color War, day two, technically, was hot. It was hot, 91 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. It was a big, bright, shiny day, and we did awesome in it. Lots and lots of Gatorade. Some boy told me that he had three different flavors of Gatorade. That boy is from Gloucester, Massachusetts, so I wonder, you know, given a quiet little sleepy town, maybe he'd never seen three shades of Gatorade before. Anyway, he probably told me that he has now. So, keeping them hydrated, keeping those electrolytes in there, and uh, making sure the boys are ready to rock and roll. And rock and roll they did. Today's lineup, we don't really have a blue sheet report, we have a schedule report for day two of Color War. Here we go. 7.15 a.m., Reveille. 7.30, the teams report to the assembly areas. 7.45. Everybody marches up to the flagpole. You might hear some found sound of that today or tomorrow. A lot of marching, a lot of chanting. 7.50 in the morning, home run derby with the staff. And then the silent breakfast. Our meals during Color War are silent. There's so much cheering and shouting and screaming and hollering and yee-hawing and let's go graying. Everybody needs a break, so they are quiet. The boys do not totally love silent meals. That part is true. They get really loud at the end. <laughs> Just outside, you can hear a, a screaming cheer as it looks like Gray has just wrapped up a big old awesome ball game. There's a lot of chanting and jumping in the middle. Victory is indeed the battle cry for Gray right now. This happened live. This is li this is like real real reporting, real journalism here from Camp Coffee for Boys. So, silent breakfast, silent lunch, silent dinner. Then at 8.30 a.m., Bob number zero. I'm not sure what the numerical schema is, but this one was Bob zero. Bob stands for brains over brawn. You have to know something about, in this case, Shakespeare. That's right, the bard is the subject of the first Bob. Two staff, two campers. You try to get some questions right, and you score some points for your team. Then an inspection at 9.15. All the campers have to stand next to their bed. We check their personal cleanliness and also their cubby and their bed. It is not a bunk inspection. It is a human and bed area inspection. Got to keep the wheels on the wagon. 9.30, round three. Groups one, two, and three had a track meet at the upper field. Groups 
four, five, six, a swim meet, group seven, softball, group eight, a volleyball, group nine, football, that's flag football, number, groups number 10, excuse me, group 10, cross country, and group 11, soccer, hotly contested. Cobbacy families, the point values per these events go up as the age goes up. So, how groups, how groups, any group does are really important, is really important. However, it really, really matters what happens in 8, 9, 10, and especially 11. That's where all the points are. Not all. That's where many of the points are. That's not to say that the little guys don't matter. They totally do. Many, many color wars has come down to single-digit points. Everything matters. 11 o'clock, round four. Groups 1, 2, and 3 had a swim meet. Groups 4, 5, and 6 had a track meet. Group 7 had the combined baseball throw from the lighthouse to the community sign. Group 8 had tennis. Group 9 had softball. Group 10 had climbing, archery, and darts. Although, because our beloved Tom Donahue uh, changed the name of that sport, we like to say dots. He's from Lynn, Mass. Flag football for Group 11. Then, that was in the blazing center of the sun. It was intense. There were lots of water breaks, and it was really, really close. I think this, the score at the final was something like 39 to 42. And uh, in favor of Gray, in favor of Gray, that was a really huge game. Lots of massive plays. These boys are very, very athletic, and they're big, and it was really fun to watch. Then, up to the flagpole for lunch, two-person egg toss, silent lunch, and then everyone had team time for a little while before it was time to get ready for round number five. And round number five started with T-ball for the little guys. Group two had tennis, one point per match. Group three had basketball group four had softball on blue field group five had handball group six basketball and groups seven eight nine ten and staff had the swim meet an actual swim meet you can actually hear gray going off in the back here there we go perfect timing little little mise en scene all right then team time then at five o'clock all the teams come to the flagpole then we had the human chain relay then 5 30 dinner 6.45, round six, Gaga, cross country, Newcomb, basketball, that's group one, Gaga, group two, cross country, group three, Newcomb, group four, basketball, group five had soccer, group six, climbing, archery, and dots, group seven, football, group eight, round the bases, relay at Joey Field, and groups nine, 10, and 11, awesome ball, which you are literally listening to end. Next, we have staff basketball and everybody then heads for beds the score at dinner not the score now because things have already changed but the score at dinner in just one short day the blue spartans had amassed 334 points and the gray tigers ringing up an even number at dinner had 400 points 400 points you might be thinking to yourself self does this mean that the Blue Spartans have already fallen fatally behind? The answer is not even close. Not even close. These contests are often in the twelves of hundreds of points. And so they, I would say the Great Tigers have jumped out to a, a smart lead. But nothing, nothing fatal. Nothing unrecoverable. Not even close. There are so many points on the board. And every one of these contests is hotly contested so that is your blue sheet report for today day two of color war officially the full first day of color war you can hear the roaring behind me 
This thing is very, very much on. It's a magnificent and busy thing to run Cobbacy, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of Cobbacy itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an intercamp, and sometimes it's just marvelous one-on-one -on -one time with a single boy. Those times are often my favorite times. This is what I saw today. Cobbacy families, a lot of people don't know that there are actually three teams in Color War. There are, of course, the blue team, and that's the blue Spartans this year, and then, of course, the gray Tigers... Uh, and then there's the red team. The red team is the judges and the referees and the organizers of any Cobbacy color war, and they're very, very important. And it's not just because I'm wearing a red shirt, which I am. Uh, it's, it's basically the red team that makes the trains run on time and makes sure that as much as we can that we get it all right from a refereeing standpoint. And it's also the red team whose job it sometimes is to help boys have a little sportsmanship moment when they kind of lose their way in the heat of battle. And the heat of battle is hot, you know, these days. It's hot here. It's going to be hot tomorrow. Then we're going to have this totally wild 20-degree drop as the rest of Color War plays out in the 70s. So two big old hot days and then some cool days for excellent athletics. Anyway, the point is, is that you get to go be a judge somewhere. Today I was one of the corner judges at the group's four, five, and six track meet. And I got to watch boys run a relay. And I was one of the posts, basically, of this relay. This is not the same as the giant around the bases relay. This is just a regular old relay for the track meet. And it was awesome. One of the cool things about Cobbacy is that there's boys from all over the place and all over the world and all over and all over. And, and I don't know that that leads to a diversity of running styles or if it's just that Cobbacy has a vast diversity of running styles. But there is some... Let's just say some, some instinct kicking in and a lot of, of very, very fiercely devoted Cobbacy sprinters coming by me a full clip, just going as hard as they can. I was alarmed to see that some of them were even holding their breath, which is a lot of time to hold your breath when you're sprinting around a, you know, a big oval. It's not a standard track. They didn't you know, hold their breath for an entire 400, but it was like a kid's version of that. And, uh, and there's some, some who clearly have run some track, and then there's some who are just fast, and there's some who are, let's say, probably better at the infield, track and field sports, like throwing and hurling things and lifting heavy weights, and they're running too, and it's great. And I got to see every single one of their facial expressions as they rounded the last corner and they sprinted for home. It was cool to see how fiercely they were going at it. They wanted to win so bad, even if they were trailing, even there's probably no way they were going to catch up. They did not flag. They did not slow down. They're into it. It's also fun to see the coaches doing a really good job in a hot track meet. So that's the first thing. I think that I want, what I want to say about that is there's a lot of doing here. You can be a boy of any skill level, any athleticism, and if you are ready to throw down, if you are ready to be in the mix, well, then this place is ready to have you in color war. And you can have a role. And that's really, really important. And so there's a lot of doing. Like I could wake up as a boy tomorrow 
having no real facility in any number of things that would happen this day, but resolved that I was going to just lay it all out there. And boy, would that be important to my team. And boy, would that be important to me as a result. That's number one, doing. The other thing that's cool around here is you get to watch some epic stuff. I think that one of the pieces of magic about going to maybe a Major League Baseball game or getting courtside or something is you get to see the actual humanity of the sport that's being played in front of you. And that's thrilling all to its own. Of course, there's been close to greatness. I have a friend who once got real close to Michael Jordan. Um, and uh, this is a side note, but he was backing up to get a better picture. He got so close, he had a backup. This is before there were Zoom cameras, and he bumped into Snoop Dogg. That's a side note, but it did happen. It physically bumped into him. But there's also just the fascination of being close to the action, being right up on something epic happening. And one of my favorite things about Color War, and something I have not gotten tired of in my nine years here, is that you don't know what's going to be epic. You could be watching... I don't know, any number of things come to mind, but let's just say Group 4 basketball. A few years back, went into triple overtime. It was a defensive battle. I think the final score was something like 23-21. to 21. And everybody was losing their mind. It was so, so fierce. It was so intense. It was such an amazing contest. I still am talking about it. It was years ago. Those kids probably don't remember it, but I do. I'm sure they remember it, too. So tonight I sit next to Group 7 football, and I'm just, I stepped out of the office, literally. I was like, I need to get some air. I'm going to go out there and watch some football. And I sit down, there's a whole bunch of rovers there. They're not even in Group 6, and they're sitting there drinking their Gatorade, staring at the football game, and watching in awe as the kids, maybe two or three years older than him, are flying around on our football field, executing all kinds of throws. There was a, even a field goal kick that was, I swear, 45 yards long. It was something else. There's some real stuff happening, and the kids are just watching it like they would be watching any sporting event. Maybe not Jordan, maybe Snoop Dogg is not behind you, but you're just as enraptured by the action in front of you. So there's a lot of doing, and then there's a lot of witnessing of epic stuff. There are 11 groups here, Compassy families. That means every single round there are 11 different contests happening simultaneously. And when one gets done early, the boys go witness another one. Sometimes they gravitate towards the older kids for obvious reasons. And sometimes they just hear that something epic is happening, like that one basketball game I was just talking about, and everyone goes to that. And then suddenly you've got this thing happening. And the other rounds are being pushed by time because there's this triple overtime game that has mostly 10 and 11-year-olds in it, and everyone's going ballistic. And it's like, Hoosiers up in there. Anyway, doing and watching. So that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for boys. Your boys go to sleep tonight very tired with good counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set up on the hill. Until we meet again.